Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. Before leaving for its August recess, the Senate confirmed 13 new federal judges to the bench, bringing the total number of Trump appointees to the bench to 144, allowing Trump to reshape the courts with conservatives for decades to come. Trump compared his record to that of the nation's first president at a rally in Cincinnati last Thursday. Who percentage-wise has done better than me with judges, Tell me. I'll give you a hint. He appointed 100% of the federal judges and 100% of the United States Supreme Court. George Washington. Trump has now surpassed Presidents Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama in getting judges confirmed by this time in their tenure. Joining me is Carl Tobias, professor at the University of Richmond School of Law. Carl, a news release from Senate Republicans listed transforming the courts as one of the first of several GOP accomplishments this session. Have they transformed the courts yet? Well, it's a little early for that, but uh, certainly there have been record numbers of appellate judges, 43 out of the 144 that you just mentioned. And so that's a significant accomplishment. He did set records for the first two years and has appointed uh, some 13 this year. However, there are only four vacancies out of 179 now. And so unless there are more openings soon, uh, that may not set more records. So now I think they're turning the attention to the district courts, as you mentioned, 13 uh, last week who were confirmed. So of the these judges, he's put in lifetime positions. They're younger, and the majority are white. Eighty-six of his nominees to appeals courts are white. He's never nominated an African-American or his, Hispanic to an appellate court. What's the effect of that lack of diversity on the high courts in the nation, with the highest except for the Supreme Court? Well, it's important to have diverse points of view, uh, and diversity in terms of gender, ethnicity. Um, and there he has lagged, as you suggest. Um, 24 of his nominees are people of color, but none to the appellate uh, bench, as you mentioned. And so uh, it's important in terms of public confidence in the courts, in terms of having diverse viewpoints on the federal bench. Uh, and uh, he has not done as well, certainly as the last president did, and probably not much better than uh, George W. Bush did on the diversity issue. Neil Katyal, who's the former acting solicitor general under President Obama, said on MSNBC that several of Trump's choices to fill the judicial vacancies were, quote, tremendously underqualified. Do you agree with that? Well, there have been some. The uh, ABA, you know, who rates and evaluates them, uh, but has been cut out of the process pretty much uh, under the, this administration, uh, did find seven were not qualified. President Obama wouldn't nominate anyone who had a not qualified rating. Four of those have been confirmed. 
And so uh, there are some who may not be sufficiently qualified, according to the ABA, uh, in its rating system to sit on the federal bench. And so that uh, is is a problem. And some have withdrawn uh, who uh, went forward and had reasonable ABA recommendations uh, or ratings. And so um, it's hard to say uh, exactly. I think on the appellate bench, on the other hand, a number of them have had well-qualified ratings from the ABA. Um, but at the district level, I think uh, you see more of the lower ratings. Republicans have gotten several controversial nominees confirmed, including one who opposed, said publicly that he opposed Roe v. Wade. And dozens of the nominees have refused to answer whether they support the Supreme Court's holding in Brown v. Board of Education. Is that problematic? Well, that's a complicated question. Uh, some of them claim that the canons of judicial ethics prevent their uh, answering that question, but a number have answered it. And a number of the Supreme Court nominees, Chief Justice Roberts and others, have uh, been willing to answer the Brown versus Board question. Uh, and so I think that, that is, there isn't a clear answer to that, um, but uh, the nominees could be more forthcoming. Some have been, but a number have not uh, on those kinds of questions. But what's pretty striking is Lambda Legal compiled a, a list which found that a third of his nominees have anti-LGBTQ records, and that's problematic. Democrats have had some small successes in getting nominees confirmed, and they, uh, among the judges installed on district courts were four Obama-era holdovers whose nominations had remained in that limbo that judges often uh, remain in for years. How were the Democrats successful at that? That's a really good question. People don't realize that. But actually, President Trump has renominated some 15 nominees uh, whom President Obama nominated in the last two years of his administration. And principally, he's done that in blue states where the blue slip still operates for district court nominees. And so discretion is the better part of valor uh, in the sense that the president wants to fill those seats but knows that he has to work with the home state senators. And so uh, many of these nominees, of those 15, have now been confirmed. There's um, several more uh, up probably in September. Uh, and I think that's a healthy development and pragmatic and, and smart on the president's part. About a minute here. We've talked several times about how Republicans have been more focused on the judiciary and getting a conservative judiciary than the Democrats have been on the judiciary. And yet we had the Democratic presidential debates, and that wasn't even one of the topics. Well, that's a good question, and the Democratic nominees have been criticized for that, and several of them actually sit on the Judiciary Committee. So hopefully the Democrats will realize that uh, judges are critically important. They all hold life tenure and uh, resolve the most fundamental disputes in our society. And so it's critical to um, be tough-minded about that, uh, to be fair, but be rigorous. Thanks so much, as always, Carl. That's Carl Tobias, professor at the University of Richmond School of Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. 
You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.